do you want this? I mean, do you really want this? That's the question that has to go through your mind every day of the week. Do you want this? And sometimes you are asking the question to somebody else, asking them, do you really want this? I don't think you do. Stay tuned. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and we'll be taking you through plenty of taboo topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're going to go through, listen, and deal with all these things together. I know I've got to heal, and I'm sure you have to heal too, or the man in your life needs to heal. Stay tuned, fasten your seatbelt. Hold on. Here we go. I'm Sean, your host. Welcome to another episode of I'm Dealing With, or as we like to call it, IDW. Again, this is episode number 15. Episode 15. Man, I mean, how time flies in a matter of time episode 15 and we're going to talk about the question of do you really want this i mean do you <laughs> all right so yeah we uh we've got a lot of things on the table and uh with this particular question it comes at such a time as this where you really have to wake up in the morning every single day of the week and sometimes you're asking yourself i mean do you really want this? Do you really want to succeed? Do you really want to do better? Do you really want to continue? Do you really want to wake up in the morning every day? Do you really want the marriage to work? Do you really want the relationship with your children, your parents? Do you want to really be healthy? Maybe lose weight. Maybe get more in shape. A better job, more money. Maybe starting a new business. And the question is, do you really want this and for men most of us i mean let's just be honest i mean more happens more to men than women and sometimes there are some people that test you and you gotta ask them are you sure you really want this you want a piece of me (laughs) you know it happens it happens it happens it happens so I'm going to talk to you about uh, two different uh, scenarios, uh, two different scenarios. And these will be exact, uh, especially from personal experience. When you're really asking the question, do you want this? Many years ago, um, uh, you've heard in uh, one of the last episodes, um, talked about my cousin, Chris, my cousin, Chris. I love this dude. Good fella. You know, going through some things and going through some struggles in his life. Um, But during this time in our lives, uh, we were young. I mean, uh, we didn't make the the best decisions. And sometimes, be honest, you know, we go through life and we don't always make the best decisions. I mean, hey, sometimes you don't even make the best decisions. Let's just be honest. We, We don't. And men, we you know, we do some things. And one of the things that men, we love a great challenge. I mean, whether it's on the football field, the basketball court, racquetball, tennis, um, racquetball, wrestling, um, uh, mixed martial arts, um, musicianship, singing, uh, whatever that thing is. Sometimes it's spoken words. Sometimes it's um, standing before a congregation and 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 having words of encouragement, you know, um, and we love sometimes good competition competition sometimes it's just to put up a front you know let's just be honest sometimes it's put up a front you know to say you know my junk's better than yours you know my car is faster than yours my motorcycle's faster than yours you know and we love to look good doing it right don't we men come on let's just be honest don't we we, we love to look good but there are some times where you are just chilling i mean literally chilling and enjoying your day in this particular day in our lives i'm coming home from fresno it was myself and my uh, my cousin, Chris, and we were just enjoying ourselves. I mean, mind you, we're moving. We're coming back to the San Diego area, coming from Fresno. We had been out there enjoying some time with the family, 
And uh, Chris lives in Fresno. So he was coming back to spend the summer with us. And uh, we took, uh, I believe it was two cars up there. You know, I drove my car and my parents were in their car. And I believe my sister rode with them and so on and so forth. And Chris decides to come back and spend the summer. So he's riding with me coming back. And I mean, again, we're young. Uh, you know, Chris is a lot younger than me, but I'm young. I'm like uh, 18, 19 years old, right? Whatever that was. And just doing our thing. And again, y'all know what I was rolling in. I don't need to tell you, but that's just what that was. And I'm coming back from Fresno and I'm coming down. I believe it was the five freeway. Not the, I believe it was the five. Yeah. Cause the four or five runs along the coast. Yeah. So I believe it was the five freeway. I'm coming back. And I mean, we are literally rolling. I mean, you're rolling. Um, and I won't say at this time how fast we were rolling, but we were just rolling. I mean, we had rolled so hard that after we came out the ridge route, it was my uh, my parents, uh, you know, we're following them behind each other. Really coming, you know, you're coming out of Bakersfield. For those of you from California, you're coming out of Bakersfield and you start going through the Valencia area where Six Flags, Magic Mountain, all that stuff is, you know. And. We were, we were rolling so hard that we had pulled, you know, a quarter mile, half mile, then a mile, you know, you know, separated ourselves from uh, my parents and those are rolling behind us. And I mean, it just got to the point where we never saw them again, literally. So in this space and time now we have uh, we're near San Onofre, which is the uh, kind of nuclear power plant, blah, 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 blah. If you're aware of that, where that's it, where that is in Southern California. So we're on the freeway. I mean, we're moving. And out of nowhere, we're I'm not going to say out of nowhere. You know, we're passing this particular vehicle. And as we pass him, the gentleman looks over and he decides to step on the gas. Okay. <clears throat> Y'all know exactly how this is going to go down. And. And for those of you that uh, know who you really are, you know who you are, you know, um, especially you guys, uh, you young men, middle aged men, maybe old men. Think of yes. Think of yesteryear. You know, some of you remember the Javelin, you know, the AMX. You remember the Barracuda. Okay, you remember the Challenger. I'm not talking about the new stuff. I'm talking about some of you older men, the old stuff before technology. You know, you had the the big block. You had a 454, whatever that is. You had a, a 396. You know, and you were just rolling. I mean, you knew exactly <clears throat> what you were doing. Whether you had a, a old Mustang that was modded, you had a Camaro that was modded. It might have been a Vet. Who knows? A lot of different things. So so if you think of yesteryear. And many of you, not only were you challenged, some of you challenged many of others. Right. So I'm coming down this. I'm going down the freeway. And um, we're moving the guy steps on the gas. And, you know, I just stay at my pace, you know, so he steps on the gas. I, I, mean, you know, I was passing him about passing pretty good. And he steps on the gas and he decides to keep up with me. And I look over and I won't say yet what he was driving, but I look over and I said to myself, really, you know, I'm just, I'm just chilling. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to race anybody. I'm not trying to prove myself to anybody. <clears throat> I'm just enjoying, you know, the music because we had the music bumping, I think, uh, during that time, let's see, I'm trying to figure out what I was running. I was either running dual tens, quad tens, or two twelves or two fifteens, whatever I had in the, in the hatch. That's just whatever. But we were, we were bumping. Let's put it that way. We was bumping. So we had the music going and we can hear the exhaust, you know, and, um, and, and again, I, this was, you know, I was a four speed uh, stick. Okay. It's a four speed manual. And, um, 
and I'm just chilling. And this dude, again, he just, you know, steps on the gas. And now I look over, I'm just like, man, really not today. This is not, you know, this is not what I want to do. Um, so I just stay at my pace, you know, and it stays like this for about, about a mile, mile and a half, two miles, something like that. And there wasn't like a whole lot of traffic on the road. And again, this is like early in the morning because that's just kind of the way I travel. So if I'm going out of town, I leave like at dark 30, you know what I'm saying? Dark 30. So uh, if I'm going to have to, if I need to roll through LA, I'm leaving out by two, three o'clock in the morning. So I'm through LA before four and five you know, if I'm going north and if, and of course I like to do likewise coming south. If I'm coming back through, I want to make sure I leave early enough. So by the time I come through LA traffic hasn't even started yet. So I like to blow through it early in the morning or I travel late at night. That's just what, what I like to do. I don't like just being, you know, I'm gonna leave at noon. That's garbage. You're not going nowhere. You're going to be in traffic for three hours. You're going to be, then you're going to get through that. Then you're going to hit the tail end of traffic somewhere else for God knows how. That's just not how I get down. Okay. So, so again, it's like, you know, it's early in the morning, you know, real early traffic hasn't even begun yet. You know, the sun's starting to come up. You can see the sun starting to rise and we're just rolling. And, and then all of a sudden he speeds up even more. So what he does, he does this little thing. So I'm at whatever speed I'm at. And he decides to move forward like about a half a car length. And then he stays there. And I'm like, okay, I didn't even speed up. I just, I just kicked it, you know, and I was like, you know, whatever. So then, you know, cars are coming up. So, you know, I'm making my moves, just going around in cars, but you know, doing it safely. I'm not doing anything crazy. And, uh, and we do that again for about another mile or so. So then he speeds up a little bit more and goes up like about a, maybe a car, car length and a half or two car lengths. And he then stays there, you know? And I'm like, so my cousin, <laughs> my cousin, Mr. Instigator, you know what I'm saying? You know, y'all know how you have somebody like that in your family. I can't believe you just going to let him do that to you. He's trying to embarrass you. You know what he's trying to do, right? You know how, you know how that is? Some of you, you men know that you got one, you know, some of your buddies, your boys, uh, you know, some of your old frat boys or maybe it's your buddy from down the street next door. It might even be your brother uh, who are very antagonistic. <laughs> so my cousin's telling me, like, look, man, I can't believe he's going to let this dude do you like this. You know, you know, he's trying to embarrass you. Right. So I'm like, man, shut up. I'm chilling. I mean, after all, I'm thinking to myself, you ain't paying for the gas. <laughs> shut up. You know? <laughs> And, you know, so I'm just trying to stay at this. And, you know, for instance, I'm I'm just one of those, like, for instance, if I'm going to do 75 miles an hour or 70, whatever that is, I'm going to try to stay consistent. So I'm not, you know, because I've, I've ridden with people that do 55, 75, 45. And then you feel this, you know, if you're ever riding with somebody and they're speeding up, slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. I'm, I can't get down like that. I just, if I'm going to, and then I like to plan ahead my moves, like, you know, you know, you know, way ahead before cars even really kind of show up before you start getting close to cars. I start thinking about, well, I can probably move to the left, you know, as I start getting closer, that's available. So I start, I start thinking about my moves way before I even do them. You know, that's just how I drive. That's just my MO. So I got somebody in the passenger seat, you know, and I believe this during this time, I think, I don't even think he even got his permit, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's telling you what you need to do, right? You guys know you have them in your family. You know what I'm talking about. Family, your family, your friends, groups, whatever. So he's just talking trash. You know, I can't believe, you know, you're just going to let him, you know. I'm just like, oh, man, shut up, you know, right? So I'm just chilling. And then this dude, he decides to slow down, you know, just like let off the gas. And then where he brings his car back, back to mine, and then he steps on the gas hard. He goes forward, lets off. Then he goes forward again and then lets off. And I'm like, now I know exactly what you're trying to do. And I literally said, I mean, literally, I mean, I mean he couldn't hear me. I mean, I literally said, you really want this? Do you really? I mean, like, really, really, really like 
like really want this right now like right now right now and um yeah it was crazy because it's like you know it's amazing sometimes how you're just going about your day doing whatever it is that you're doing whether it's at your job your place of business maybe in uh maybe you're in rehearsal maybe you're again you're you're a musician um and then somebody always wants to test you or there's a decisions that you're making and building the things that you're doing your mind in your own business whether you're on social media and you're doing all great things good things you got good words to say you're being very uh educative if you want to call it that you're being very encouraging and you're trying to help build people and then somebody decides to drop you a dm and try to like challenge your resolve challenge your way of thinking maybe challenge your decision and you just like going and you think to yourself i mean fool do you really want this i mean are you really doing this right now are you really want to do things behind my back? Do you, are you really trying to expose me and do all the wrong things to make me look bad? Are you, re, I mean, or they're challenging what you have. I mean, literally, do you really want to do this? I mean, do you really want this? Or they're, they're, they're like, uh, if you're, if you're a pastor or if you're a ministry, people uh, love what you've got. They like what you got going on or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're, you're a CEO. You've built a great business and somebody all of a sudden goes, oh yeah, I want that. There's nothing wrong with it. But do you want what I got or do you want to go through what I went through to get where I am? And most of the times people don't understand the grind the consistency, the negativity, sometimes the sleepless nights, the 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 the, the nightmares, the time where you got to encourage yourself, all the times you felt like giving up to get to where you are, and then somebody wants to challenge you. <laughs> Man, it it isn't that just like folk that when you've gone through a grind and you've made decisions uh, for your life and you maybe for your family, your children, maybe for your marriage, maybe for a relationship, maybe for um, starting something new, going into a new venture, a new investment, maybe a home, maybe a purchase here. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a, a, a motor that you're building. Maybe it's a new idea. And people all of a sudden have something to say. It's amazing how everybody has an opinion about how you should live their life, but they're not living anything. Or they're trying to live their life precariously through you. And then claim all the benefits once you've got gotten there, you know, very negative along the way. But when you've uh, finally arrived, whatever you want to call it, arrive, whatever that is, whether it's successful in health, whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden, people all of a sudden, oh, now it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want, I want, I want to be able to do what you do. And I want to be able to such and such. Well, where were, where were you during the building process? Where were you when we were trying to figure out how to pay, you know, X amount of employees? Where were you when we were trying to figure out how the revenue was going to work? Where were you when uh, we were really trying to build from the ground floor from nothing? And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you have people now that challenge you. And then here I am in this challenging uh, situation to where I'm minding my own business, doing my own thing, trying to get home. And many of you are trying to build something, trying to uh, build a sense of home, basically a sense of ownership, something that you've done from the ground floor up doesn't matter what it is. But and then all of a sudden you get challenged. So here you are trying to go home. You're trying to build home. You're trying to get there as fast as you can, whatever it is. And enjoying the trip. And, and trust me, I'll, you know, when I drive, I like I en I enjoy driving. I just do. Not everybody enjoys driving. I mean, you give me a decent car. I mean, it don't have to be a fast car. Just give me a decent car that drive and rides good. 
trust me, I'm going to blow out the motor anyway. It doesn't matter. But just give me something that rides good, that's going to, uh, uh, you know, not leave me stranded. And uh, and I'll have luggage in the trunk and I'm out. I mean, I'll drive just about anywhere, you know, so, and that's just who that's just who I am. I love enjoy driving. So I'm enjoying this trip. My cousin's in the car. We're having a good time. We had, you know, we were talking and all of a sudden next, you know, out of nowhere, here comes some competition. <laughs> oh, man, you know, uh, it, it's amazing. But, you know, sometimes competition is not always a bad thing. You know, especially when you're doing your own thing. Sometimes competition is not a bad thing because competition will sometimes make you sometimes it'll break you. And sometimes competition will make you be better than what you think you are. Every boxer is just as bad as he wants to be. He, you know, he knows how to do the jab, jab, left hook. He knows how to do the body shots, you know, all that kind of stuff, the uppercuts. He knows all that. He knows about the, you know, stick and move and the ducking and dodging and, you know, being very slippery in when he's in the, you know, uh, close and all that kind of stuff. He's great, but until he's up against an opponent he doesn't know where he really stands he in his mind he's the greatest boxer ever in his mind in front of that mirror in front of that punching bag in front of that speed bag he's the best dude ever just doing his thing and he's confident and he's such and such and until you get up under another boxer who feels the same way that's when the testing <laughs> of your skill really rises when you're going through and dealing with competition and you find out exactly how good you are or how good you ain't. <laughs> yeah, I said it ain't how good you ain't, you know, because we all have a sense of um, degree of uh, awesomeness in ourselves that we think that we do have, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but competition is not always a bad thing. So here I am minding my own thing and competition shows up. And uh, again, I was just trying to do what I do. And in the midst of that, this guy comes up and decides to speed forward, speeds forward, speeds forward. I stay neutral where I am. And then he lets off, comes back to where I am, speeds forward, back to where I am, speeds forward, back to where I am. And I'm like, and meanwhile, I got my road dog. <laughs> yeah, I said it, my road dog. I got my road dog next to me. And all he's doing is talking trash. I mean, literally talking trash. Man, if it was me, I would. I'm thinking to myself, you can't even drive. Shut up. <laughs> you know? And so finally, I decided to gas it a little bit. So he sped forward and I sped forward. And I just caught up to him. He sped forward a little bit more. I sped forward a little bit more and I caught up to him. But the one thing that I realized while I was driving and it went from, hey, you're just toying with me to now it's full on competition. And we are moving at a high rate, a very high rate but in competition sometimes as I said you really don't know what you have until you've been put under the microscope until you've been challenged until you've been hit a couple times until you realize that maybe this strong puncher is not as strong as you think he is. You you know, you're ducking and you're trying to do this and that. And all of a sudden you finally get hit in the jaw and you go, wait a minute. I'm looking at this dude and he's big, but he ain't got no power. <laughs> so I'm rolling and this dude did all this challenging. And I realized at a certain speed, I'm happy. I mean, literally, my ride is like happy. It's like, you know, let's go. So I pushed it 
So usually he was pushing it a little bit and I was just kind of catching up, you know, whatever. So finally I pushed it and I got a nose ahead of him. He caught up. Then I pushed it even further. I got a car ahead of him. Then he started slowly catching him. I'm like, dang, what's taking him so long to catch up? <laughs> then I realized, yeah, buddy, you're electronically governed. <laughs> oh, man. So the challenger, the person who challenged me, started getting challenged. So I pulled a car length ahead of him. And then I pulled two car lengths ahead of him. Then I backed off while he was still doing his speed. And then I went forward again, pulled way ahead of him. And then I backed off, pulled way ahead of him again. But the interesting thing is he could not speed up any further to keep up with what I was doing. And finally, I finally said enough is enough. I let off, fell behind him, and then I gunned it. And I pulled two car lanes, six car lanes, 10 car lanes. I did that for like two and a half miles straight. I mean, to the point to where I was over a quarter mile plus ahead of this guy. I wanted to make sure your challenge was received. It was welcomed. However, you just got smoked. And sometimes you're going to go through life where you're challenged. And sometimes that's all it is. It's just a challenge to see where you are. It's just a challenge to check your resolve, to check your intensity, your, your drive, your determination, maybe your mindset, maybe to test your truth. But in all these things, challenges happen. And sometimes you have to ask somebody, <laughs> do you really want this? Especially when you just minding your own business, you're just trying to do what is right you're trying to help people help your family help build help start doing your own thing and something comes out of nowhere and says to you you know i want what you got and you gotta ask them you sure you want this are you really sure but then sometimes you, you're saying that to them or asking that question to them. And then you're really asking yourself in the midst of this challenge, am I really going to come out of this? <laughs> That's a thought provoking question. But, you know, there's another side of this, this as well, because sometimes you could be challenged, accept the challenge. And then there's a price to pay. We at IDW appreciate your listening support. If you're finding great value from this content, please consider clicking our monthly supporter link as we are striving to bring you the best content available both now and in the future. Thank you in advance. This is IDW. I'm Sean, your host. Yeah, so sometimes there's a price to pay when you accept the challenge. Man, there's a price to pay, even when you're doing your own thing. You know, because sometimes, uh, you know, we, we're, we, we try to stay in our own lane. And I'm not talking about the freeway lane or the street lane, but we stay in our own lane. We're focusing on the things that we need to focus on. And when that challenge happens, and we decide to accept that challenge, there's a cost associated with it. Yeah, there's a cost. And during this time of my life, uh, I'm pretty much <laughs> doing the same thing. I mean, literally, I'm doing the same thing. Except for this time, you know, I was um, same vehicle. I was, you know, same vehicle, and, and I'm, a, I'm on my way home. You know, just got through having some fun and, 
was away for the whole day, did this uh, gospel thing and uh, uh, Six Flags. They had some nice little, you know, Christian acts and stuff out there. But I was out there for that con the concerts and the different people that were there and watched that. But, um, you know, also, you know, you don't go to Six Flags without riding roller coasters and rides, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing all that, having a good time. So I'm on my way home and it's nighttime, you know, you know, I've always been one, you know, if I'm going to Six Flags, I, I get there when it's open and I like to close that joint down. You know what I'm saying? We close it down. You know how some of y'all close down the club, <laughs> you know, you ain't leaving till the last drink is poured <laughs> until they say last call. I'm sorry. I'm only talking to the real folk. So, uh, but yeah, there's Six Flags. I like close it down, shut it down. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> enough plan anyway. So, but yeah, um, I'm leaving. I left six flags and on the way home and it's nighttime i mean literally i think by the time i left there and got into san diego um i think cause six flags i think it closed like right after midnight that particular night because on a saturday night and i think i rolled into san diego probably about i'm guessing maybe about 130 ish something like that um right outside and again this is right out on the 15 freeway um yes yeah, so i'm on the 15 freeway and i'm just rolling home rolling home and uh i'm sitting there again doing my own thing and here comes somebody who decides to challenge now earlier, if you listen to the first part when I was on the San near San Onofre, on that five freeway, that particular vehicle at the time, this is now this is in the early I would say this was in the early nineties. That particular vehicle was a uh, a Nissan uh, 240SX. This is way before, you know, um, they started doing the the sr20 det which is uh, the turbocharged uh modification to that car before they start twin turboing it and you know and all that kind of stuff but the 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 240 sx um it was it was a decent car you know it was decent you know pretty fast to a point you know for its time it was, it was decent but i mean it's not like what a lot of cars what a lot of cars are today you know that's just not what that was so and then, of course, like like most of them, you know, you have the governor. So um, and that one had the I believe that particular the Nissan motor had the CA-18 in it, the CA-18. It was almost basically like the the truck motor that came out, the uh, the Nissan hard body kind of sort of like a kind of like it was called the Z motor type of deal because it had like eight plugs on it, even though it really wasn't an eight cylinder. But anyway, so that that. 240SX kind of had a motor kind of similar to that, but it was, I believe it was called the CA18, something like that. Um, but it was a four cylinder, you know, it was decent, but, you know, got, got off the ground pretty, you know, off the, you know, uh, starting gate pretty good, but, it, you know, just didn't, not a whole lot of top end, right? But again, not in today's time. Now you can take that same chassis in the 240SX. They're dropping uh, two JZ motors in them. They're dropping, uh, eight cylinder motors in them. They're twin turbo charging these things. They're running SR20 DET motor. And there's just so many options now that can, you know, push these things past 500 horsepower easy and kill it, especially they're using that body and drifting. So if you don't know anything about that, it's just kind of what that is, you know? So, so for you motor enthusiasts, motorheads, I mean, you, uh, you can, you can check me if I'm wrong, you know, um, and I'm fine with that, but, but that's just kind of what I see. So again, so, but during this time in the, in the early nineties, you know, cause I believe that was like a 92 and a 91, 92 vehicle. Um, you know, uh, no, it was, uh, yeah, cause I believe that came out in 88, something like that. But anyway, so yeah, so that was a two. So this time I'm coming home and you know, I'm, I'm rolling a decent click, you know, I'm just, just late at night. I'm just like, you know, I'm going home, you know, rolling um have a music playing not too loud you know but just enough you know just you know just really kicking it i mean you know for those of you like to chill you like to you like the motor on down the freeway you know however you like to do it in the way you like to do it 
you know what songs you're listening to, you know, your lineup, you know, a groove, how you're feeling, you know. So I was in this little groove mindset. I had, you know, I don't know what I had. I don't even remember what I had playing. I just said, no, I had some good music playing. I just know that much because it's very rare unless I'm unless I'm pounding the pavement, you know, setting alarms off. You know, I was just really just kind of chilling, vibing and grooving, especially when I like to drive, you know. Um, so I'm just really just vibing and grooving and all of a sudden here comes some dude just come just he comes because I see the lights pulling up you know coming up fast per se and of course uh, I don't know about you and the way your driving characteristics are but one thing um, I've always through the years kept up with um, what um, enforcement drives law enforcement I've always kept up with what they drive especially at night now I know some of some people only focus on the daytime but um, I focus on at night because that's when most people get caught. <laughs> it's the truth. You know, they figure, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's night night. You know, I'm, I'm good. I ain't got to worry about that. No, I've always focused on what they drive all the way back from, you know, back in the day, they drove the Fairmonts, they drove the, the Crown Vicks, they drove the Mustang 5.0s, you know, um, you know, that was like 85, 86, uh, actually about 86, because those are the ones um, that were the first fuel injected in 86, then they rolled into the, the other ones in 87, which were the notchback. So they had the notchback 5.0s. Um, then, you know, in certain demographics, they drove the Camaros. And believe it or not, I know it blow somebody's mind. I remember one time I was coming on a 15 one time and I saw a Volvo, a Volvo Hire Patrol. Um, I kid you not, a Volvo the turbocharge, I believe it was the, uh, it was the V. No, it wasn't the V because that was the uh, the wagon. I believe it was an S40. Yeah, Highway Patrol in a Volvo. So that flipped my mind. But okay, but anyway, but in other demographics, you have the Camaro. Um, you have, you know, there's there's just a lot of cars. You know, then the trucks with the Tahoes and the Explorers and such such. You know, the, uh, all that and expeditions and you know all that kind of but what i focused on was the headlight the headlights i wanted to make sure that i knew the difference between for for instance an audi headlight coming up fast and a mustang headlight a uh a toyota tundra headlight and an expedition or a tahoe headlight or a such and such. I wanted to know the difference and I had to learn it. And because uh, I've always been an automotive guy, I started paying attention to everything, you know, and then some, you know, some demographics. I remember one time, uh, depending on where you're at, uh, what um, state you live in, um, they're running. If y'all remember the Dodge Daytona Shelby Z back in the day, (laughs) and they were running some of those. Right. So, um, so just a quick enlightenment real quick. So during this time, they were running uh, the 5.0s here in California for the most part. They ran the Mustang 5.0s. And the reason why was because the high rate of speed, they got up to speed fast and they were very light. However, the opposite of that was true, too, because they were so light. And they got up to speed fast at a higher rate of speed. The rear end of the 5.0 Mustang would not stay planted on the pavement. They had issues with it, which is why in some areas they use the Camaro. Because you can drive it at a higher rate of speed and it was more planted on the ground than the Mustang. So they end up, you know, switching some stuff. Yeah, you had the, the Caprice and the, the Crown Vic and, you know, a little bit later and all that kind of stuff. But when you start dealing with, um, you know, certain mile powers up above a certain range, the Crown Vic and the Caprice was not the one you wanted. You need something that would run with a vet. You need something that would run with a, you know, whatever as close as possible. Let's put it that way. And the Caprice and the Crown Vic, that just wasn't that car. You know, it just wasn't going to happen. But anyway, so during this time in my life, I'm coming home. 
coming home from Magic Mountain. And I'm on this freeway, and this car comes up, lights, headlights, and I'm like, okay, it's not a Mustang. It's not a truck. It's a car. Mm, those are projector beam headlights. Those are, hmm, those are import. So I didn't trip because it was the import. I realized it was the import headlights coming up. So I'm like, you know, uh, I've only seen one Volvo, you know, high patrol ever in my life. And I knew it wasn't, that wasn't what this was. So I knew this was an import of some sort. What I didn't know, but, and it was an import. So as it started getting closer, I think within probably two, three car lanes, I noticed the front of the car, you know, a little bit, just the way it kind of low sloped a little bit in the front. And I'm like, this looks like a Honda type vehicle or something. You know, at first I was thinking Nissan, Honda type, whatever, but I knew it was just something kind of foreign. And I'm like, okay. So it got closer and I'm like, man, this is Integra. I ain't got time for this clown, right? So, but for those of you that don't know, now during this particular time, you know, the, uh, the domestic, the, um, excuse me, the foreign slash import market was really starting to evolve during, during nineties was really starting to evolve where you could take and modify or endure turbocharge something that only made a hundred or so horsepower double or even triple it with the right amount of boost upgrades, internals, externals, and all that kind of different things. And of course a tune, and you can make something that was made to uh, give you 35 miles per gallon all of a sudden, you know, blow your doors off and a uh, 10 second quarter mile, <laughs> literally because of the power to weight ratio. And what people don't understand is uh, it's called the, 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 the weight versus displacement type of deal. So. If you, I mean, if you think in today's times, you know, uh, let's just say people talk about the, the Mopar, which is your, uh, your Dodge Charger, which is a four door. And then you got the Dodge Challenger, which is the two door. And you get a different version of that. You have the SRT, you have the 396, and then you got the Hellcat, and then you got the Demon, you know, and you know about the horsepower. I mean, if anybody who's affluent, anything in, in, uh, this car market knows that these cars make some crazy horsepower. The con to that is these things are 4,042 and 4,400 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you need that horsepower to make a move. You got to have it because you can't, you can't expect to have 200 horsepower keeping up with another 200 horsepower. Who's only moving 25, 26, maybe 2,800 pounds versus you with 200 horsepower trying to pull forth close to 4,000. It, it's not even going to be an even match. So here we are with that, with this particular Honda type vehicle, uh, the way it looked, you know, and you know, you got something that, you know, weighs, you know, maybe, you know, 22 to about 25, 2,600 pounds. And, uh, with a, you know, possibly a 170, 160 horses, which is not bad. But then if you were to double that and still pull that same weight, are you kidding me? That thing's a rocket, right? OK, so th these are things that you have to you know, think about. So I, I don't necessarily focus on, oh, yeah, he's got like 700 horsepower. Well, yeah, well, guess what? Your car is 5000 pounds. <laughs> I'm not tripping off of you. You know, so <laughs> you need it to, to move. Right. It just happens to me. And, and again, I'm not, you know, shading domestic foreign import, you know, whatever the case may be, because I love I love all cars. Uh, I am a car enthusiast, but I just want people to understand, you know, power to weight ratio. So I'm looking at this car pulling up. And I'm like, you know, uh, well, okay. All right. Front wheel drive. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with front wheel drive. You know, of course I'm gonna have some haters right now to be like, there's everything wrong with front wheel drive. You know, look, I've driven all of them, you know, front wheel, rear wheel, all wheel drive, you know, there's pros and cons to all of them. It just depends on what you're doing. So, but anyway, so, um, and, uh, so again, I'm rolling now, mind you, you're not dealing with, you know, you're at a stoplight and trying to take off. Okay. So let's just throw that conception out the window. Now it's just like, okay, we're, I'm already rolling. And, uh, and I'm rolling through 
and he decides to pull that you know that 240 sx move you know that that they do with pulled on me you know and he went but what this does he, this guy does he does it three times so what he does he pulls forward backs off pulls forward backs off and pulls forward again so the first time he did it i was like eh, i'm cool but again i was close to home right <laughs> no, i really didn't care i was kind of close to home and i'm coming down and i'm, and I'm chilling and uh, close to home. So uh, he pulls forward again. I'm like, he's really doing this right now, right? He's really doing this right now. I'm like, and I, so the first thing I look at, I look at where I'm at. I'm like, where's my gas? Because one thing, <laughs> I, I can be as interested as all get out sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> the first thing I look at, do I have any gas to burn? <laughs> Man, I, it just happens. It just happens, right? You know, and you think over your life, you think of all the times you've ever been challenged to do anything. You think to yourself, you know, you have to ask yourself sometimes, man, is it worth it? It's going to cost me something. Hmm. Let me see. Do I have to, hmm. You know, if you get challenged to basketball, you know, you're just dribbling, doing your thing, you know, slam dunking, having a good times with your boys. And somebody walks up, starts talking trash. Man, you ain't this. You ain't that. Da, 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 da. And then you think to yourself, hmm, how's my legs doing today? Should I clown this dude today? How's my arms doing today? How's my muscles doing today? How's my. So you start checking, right? So I'm doing my check. I'm looking at my gauges. I'm looking at where everything is. And the first thing, of course, I look at my water temperature gauge. I'm looking, making sure the amperage on the alternate is where it should be. Because I've always been taught to, you know, if you know my uh, my history, you know, dealing with my dad, you know, you look at your gauges while you're driving. You know, and me, I, I'm looking at my gauges usually every five minutes or something like that. That's just what I do. I just whatever. So um, because my dad, that's just how I was raised and I'm not changing it, you know. And let's say I taught my girls the same thing, even my boys, you know, when you're driving, don't be so focused on just looking forward. You need to check your mirrors periodically, look up at your rear view mirror, know what's behind you, what's around you, check your uh, your ramps as you get ready to pass them. You look up that side ramp when especially when you're rolling and keep an eye on your gauges. You got to keep an eye on your gauges cuz if you lose that water temperature or you start losing something or losing oil and you don't know it because you're so busy driving not paying attention, you up the creek without a paddle. And it's going to be very costly to fix, right? So again, so I'm checking my gauges, and I'm looking around. I look at my mirrors, <clears throat> and I start asking myself, "Is it worth it?" And you go through life, and sometimes you're going to get checked. Sometimes you're going to get challenged. Sometimes uh, you're going to get that news feed. You're going to get that DM. And you're going to want to sometimes you want to challenge a person and you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? I mean, really, is it worth it? Is it really worth being right? Is it really worth uh, me going back after this person? Is it really worth me spilling their tea? Is it really worth um, me trying to prove to somebody um, that I belong? Is it really worth it? And I had to ask myself, is it worth it? And during this time, I can honestly say I thought it was because I mean, my gauges look good. Um, my gas looked great. I had still had over a half a tank of gas at this time. And, um, I knew what I had under the hood. And even I figured even if I lost, let's just say if this dude's like completely modified, um, I'm gonna give him a run for his money. I'm gonna make him struggle to I'm gonna make him struggle for this win. By the third time when he decided to back off and go forward, I went with him. And I mean we rode hard. I mean hard. And again, this is one something in the morning. Rolling, rolling, rolling. And I mean, we rolled so hard to where uh, my tack, I believe, was like 40, I want to say about 45, 4,700 RPM. And because, again, I wasn't a five or six speed or eight speed like they have today in today's time. I only had at that time a four speed. So uh, I couldn't, you know. You just don't, you know, when you're already at a certain speed and you just take off and you only have a certain amount of gears. Um, 
I was already beyond what my third gear, gear can do based upon what I was already rolling at before this dude came up. So I couldn't downshift, you know, hit that clutch, double pop it and just let out the clutch and just wah, 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 and then go, you know, and just and then let it scream for a while and then go to my top gear. I didn't have that room. I didn't have that comfortability. I didn't have that luxury like some people do. So again, so I went with him. So all I did was just kind of step on it and I didn't even go all the way yet, <clears throat> but I did step on it, you know, and I went with him. And we kept pulling, we kept pulling, we kept pulling. So what I started doing is I started increasing the pedal even more. I still have, you know, plenty of room, but I started increasing the pedal even more. And after a certain mile per hour, and I mean, we were up there after a certain mile per hour, once again, cut off. And by about, I believe it was one thirty one. I'm just throwing something out there. It's like 131, somewhere between 27, 31. <clears throat> Fella had a cutoff. He couldn't do anything else after that. Nothing. Nothing. And I still had plenty of pedal to go. Because after all, I was not fuel injected. Which means I didn't have to rely on a computer. And I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And just like the other vehicle, I pulled so far ahead of this dude. I wanted to make sure he knew that that was the dumbest decision he had ever made in his life. But what I didn't know was about to come next. Sometimes when you're trying to prove yourself after a challenge, you've checked all your gauges, you've checked your gas, you've made sure your oil's good, you make sure your business is good, you make sure your money's right, you make sure your social media is right, and da 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 da. da. And um, all of a sudden, you're trying to go, you know, prove to somebody and accept their challenge. There is. A, uh, a backstory. There is a backlash. There is something behind the scenes at work that sometimes we don't even see. There are things that happen during a challenge that sometimes we don't even see that cost you something because you accepted the challenge and not all challenges are worth accepting. And while I'm rolling, I mean, I'm clearly killing this guy clearly smoking him what I don't realize because I'm so busy looking in my rearview mirror about how bad I'm killing this dude that even though I'm looking at cars coming you know up front because I'm passing them at such a high rate of speed I'm just making sure that I'm not going to hit anybody right you know so I'm making sure that the coast is clear to a point up ahead but I'm focused on what I'm leaving behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm focused enough forward to make sure I don't hit nothing, but I'm clearly making sure that I'm killing this guy behind me. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So what happens is I don't pay attention to what I run up on. And when I mean run up, I was running up cars on running up on cars so fast. I mean, it was almost it's pretty much like they were standing still. Like if you were driving down the street and you saw parked cars and you were just going by at whatever speed. That's kind of what that's pretty much how it felt. You know, uh, I had a buddy once tell me, he goes, you know, when you're driving too fast. When the lines on the road begin to disappear. <laughs> oh, God, I wasn't driving that fast, but. I was like, oh, my God, how fast is that? You know, right. So I was rolling and then I'm looking in my rearview mirror. By this time now, I passed a whole lot of cars. There's not a whole lot in front of me. But then I start seeing lights flashing in my rearview mirror. They weren't close. They weren't, um, you know, three cars, five cars, even 10 or 12 or 20 cars back. They're like a quarter mile back. I mean, literally flashing 
red and blue lights. Crazy. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm thinking to myself, because I was so focused um, on my rear view mirror, I thought to myself, there's no way headlights are coming up, coming forward. I'm monitoring my rear view, both the side, both side mirrors and the main rear view. I'm leaving things where the headlights begin to disappear. Nothing was coming forward at all. So the only thing I could surmise was I passed somebody that I should not have passed. Have you ever passed somebody that you maybe should not have passed? Instead of uh, after proving your point, okay, I'm good. You decide to keep on gunning to prove how big and bad you are. And then you end up passing somebody that you should not have passed. Oh, yes. And I did pass somebody I should not have passed. And I mean, I passed them fast. So fast, in fact, that when the lights came on, the distance between uh, my my uh, my rear and the front of their car had to at least be a quarter mile. Mm, think about that, folks, at least a quarter mile. And I see red and blue lights flashing. Now, I'm not sure what the law was, the law is now, but I knew the law then anything 80 plus. They had to write the right, the right to not just ticket you, but take you to jail. The right. The right. They had every law under their belt to decide, you know what? You're going at a high rate of speed and this, that and the other. And we going to take you. And I knew good and well. That, um, yeah, uh, I was a, a prime candidate for, um, you know, th those metal chains, if you want to call it that, those 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 cuffs. I, I was a prime candidate. Because I was so busy trying to prove myself. You know, and we all, all of us, every man that is listening under the sound of my voice, maybe even woman that's listening under the sound of my voice uh, has uh, maybe been affected or put themselves in my position where they could have been a candidate because you did something you should not have done. And in life, there's always things that we do to try to prove ourselves. But sometimes we got to know when to say when. In this case, I didn't. Because I was trying to prove a point. You know, I, I didn't I didn't, you know, social media wasn't wasn't kicking then. OK, but I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to be lying, you know, to his boys going, yeah, last night I ran up on this one car and I smoked him. I mean, he could still lie about it. But I tell you what, if he had anybody in the car with him that night, it was a wrap. And basically I left him. And when I left him, I passed something I should not have passed. So the lights is flashing. They're going in my rear view mirror. They're going. I mean, I see it. I see it. But the thing about it, they're not gaining on me. But to be truthfully honest, I didn't let off the pedal either. Because even with the decision to accept the challenge, now I have another decision to make. I can willingly accept my consequences right now. I mean, I already knew what that consequence was because I was way past what the, um, the jail time, the, 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 the how, how should I say the voluntary jail time was, I was way past it. I was way past where I should have been way past it. So there wasn't, there, there was, there's no judge in the world uh, unless I was on the Autobahn to say that I was right in doing what I was doing. It might be a cool story, but at the end of the day, um, I already know where my destination would be. And I had a choice to make. Am I going to willingly pull over and accept my destination? Or was I going to make it worth my while? Sad part is I chose the latter. And I gunned it even further. Now, I'm not advocating it. I don't think it's a good thing to do. Young fella, full of myself, always trying to prove a point. Sad part about it is, as I've stated in um, 
one of my earlier casts, young fools become old fools. And when you have a mindset like that at a young age and then take that same mindset into your future, while you're so busy trying to prove a point, not every challenge is worth accepting. And it took me a while to realize that maybe I should have let off. Well, you know, after I beat the guy real quick, I should just let off and just kicked it and just relaxed. But I didn't. I wanted to not just beat him, beat him bad. I wanted to embarrass him. I wanted to, da, 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 you know, just. But in trying to do that, I went further than I should have gone. I went outside the norm. It wasn't enough for me just to win this race and cross the finish line. I had to blow past it by God knows how many lengths and just keep it going. And then I had to try to elude my punishment. I tried to try to find a way to escape what should have been a very bad deal. And uh, it took it took a while. It took some driving in fog at that same speed. It took some such and such. It took me going to some of my old stomping grounds in the La Jolla area to to, you know, to kick to 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 pull off and just park for a while for about 30 minutes and let it all blow over and it also took me doing 50 miles an hour all the way home while looking in the rearview mirror side mirrors and everything to make sure that the coast was clear and it changed that moment changed how I did things because it cost it cost me something it cost trust it cost reliability it cost a whole lot of things in my life during that time and though at a young age you know you're just full of yourself and you've got all this energy and you've got all this resolve and things you can't take that same mindset and apply it to the things when you're older. And even when you're old, when you're younger, you can't just arbitrarily just say that's okay. Because challenges are going to happen to you every day. They're going to happen to you in the schools. They're going to happen to you in high school, in college, on the track field, the football field. There's always challenges, but not every challenge should be accepted. You know, you think of it like drumline. I, I get it. You know, some of those, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you ain't the baddest drummer. Let me show you. Yeah. Okay. But then there's some things that you don't have to accept. Because even though you accept it, there's a cost sometimes associated with challenges. There's a backside to it. And while you're going through life sometimes and, uh, Somebody's challenging, you're asking them, man, do you really want this? As if to say, you really want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You have to understand, sometimes you can't even afford to give somebody a piece of nothing. You know, uh, we talk about, and uh, especially whether it's at work or on the outside or whatever the case may be, you're like, man, I just want to give that person a piece of my mind. And in reality, we can't even afford to give anybody a piece of our mind because we need our whole mind. We need all of ourselves for our families. We need all of ourselves for our businesses, for our children, for our relationships, for the things we plan on building, for the things we plan on getting off the ground, for the things we want to go into. We need all of our mind. We need all of our peace. So trying to accept Every single challenge that comes into your life, it costs you something. And when you're accepting everything, when you're always asking everybody, do you want something? Do you sure you want a piece? Sometimes, you know, you have to ask yourself, man, do, do you really want this? Do you really want the cost of what it takes to achieve where you want to go? Do you know it's going to take some crying? It's going to take some pain. It's going to take some grinding. It's going to take some patience, some perseverance. It's going to take sometimes leaving family, leaving friends behind. It's going to take a whole lot of things to get to where you want to go. Are you sure you want this? 
then at other times you're asking somebody else, do you want this? Because they're challenging you. What you decide to do with it is up to you. But understand, challenges come into your life to make you strong. Challenges come into your life to get you to understand where you are. Do you have to take on every challenge? No, you don't. But you have to understand this. When you do accept the challenge, make sure you understand the cost associated with accepting the challenge. I'm Sean, your host. Please like, subscribe, and shoot us an email. But hit us up. Goodbye for now.